Why don't you just do porn, Quinn? Do phone sex. <laughs> you sound like a bitch anyway, so go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not. And say we didn't. Puppet power! Puppy power, apparently. Uh, I guess <laughs> welcome to Comics Collective. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> today we are going to go ahead and touch on uh, Disney+. Plus. Obviously, it came out. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian. And, of course, we are going to go ahead and talk about this uh, Charlie's Angels release and how it bombed. And some people are not happy about it. But before you go ahead and listen to that part, I want you to go ahead, go into your phone, follow us on Facebook, Comics Collective, and then follow us on Twitter at Comics Collecti Three. Uh, you know, keep updated. Uh, you know, look at all the funny memes. Follow with the news. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. All right, let's get started. <laughs> yeah, definitely release that shit at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Disney Plus just came out. I think we are all very excited about it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the redhead of the family. Quinn, what do you think about Disney Plus? Why do you gotta put me out there like that? Because <laughs> you're, cause you're uh, the redhead. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not wrong, but uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, Disney Plus, man. Uh, I'm, I'm catching up on uh, X-Men. I'm actually watching it in chronological order now instead of just like those stray episodes here and there. And I'm really liking it so far. I'm almost done with season one. Um, but I, man, I love The Mandalorian. That is like hmm. that has been like my jam. I've seen both episodes twice already. Only because I really can't wait for this Friday for it to come out. Um, but uh, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, you know, Baby Yoda has taken the internet by storm. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I- I'm really liking that they have so much content on there already. Um, you know, my, my whole family has ha- has enjoyed something from, you know, Mary Poppins. Uh, I've actually watched uh, Wreck-It Ralph on there, finally. It only took me, I don't know how many years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, you know, excited to catch up on a lot of stuff that either I had missed from the last couple of years from, like, Disney Pixar um or uh just watching old shows man i you know this is the streaming service has been really cool uh the only thing that i personally wish that they that they had on there is they have a watch list feature but it's kind of hidden can you put that on the front page just like at the top like i would really like that because like at least the way that's set up on my tv and my phone like you've got to dig to go go find your watch list. And then even when you have your watch list, you can only watch list the series and not a particular episode like you can on Hulu. If you could iron that out, Disney, that'd be great. What'd you guys think about it? Yeah, all that stuff is coming. They're going to add a um, continue watching feature too at some point. Yes, please. When when it was um, when it was released overseas or whatever as a demo, they had that on there originally. But when they when they launched it, they took it out because they had bugs in it or something weird like that. But uh, yeah, I was well, definitely you know. uh, aggravated with that because I uh, decided to rewatch Avengers Endgame, and uh, 
as you guys know, it's not a short movie, so I uh, mm-hmm. stopped about halfway through because I had to go to work, and then I went to go back to watch it again, and I was like, continue watching? Where yet? <laughs> right. See, I'm I'm surprised it didn't just pick up from where you left off, because I've been watching X-Men, like, if I put it down, then exit out of the app, and then I go back in later, if I click on that particular episode, it'll play from whatever point I stopped at. Really? It did not yeah. do that for me. It was apparently like, fuck you, Nick. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're not a ginger, sorry. Damn it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely do enjoy Disney Plus. Um, I'm more excited to see more Marvel series coming. Obviously, everyone's swooning over X Men Evolution. We all know it's the best one um, out of the <laughs> series that's on there currently. Uh, but definitely excited. Spider Man Unlimited, I mean, classic. Um, he, he, just, he just fucked with me on purpose. What? But yeah, um, Spider Man and Friends, I think, is the other one. You know, all the classic Spider Man TV series, all, all the old Marvel shows on being on there is definitely absolutely amazing. Um, and the fact that I can go back and watch any of the Star Wars movies, I mean, you can't beat something like that. I think Actually, everyone... that's something I want to talk about. <laughs> so I think, it was, I think it was one of the Star Wars movies. But a thing that annoys me on there is that they have um, – I know they do it for movies. I don't know about, about TV shows. But they have a thing where you can click on whatever you're excited to watch. And then instead of giving you the thing that you want to watch, it goes – Due to streaming rights, this will actually be on there, you know, December, whatever, January, whatever. And I'm like, well, that's cool, but why'd you like make it an available option to click on? Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of annoying. I think it was one of the Star Wars movies, if I'm not mistaken. I think Netflix <laughs> had the rights to one of the Star Wars movies. Last Jedi. And I clicked on it. Yeah, I clicked on it, and it was like, yeah, it's not available yet. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was last, <laughs> like, it was last Jedi. Okay, yeah, I was just like, oh, it was that, and it was Ralph Breaks the Internet. That was the other one that I was about to watch the other day, and Netflix has it, thankfully. But it was like, yeah, due to streaming rights, we don't actually have this thing yet. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that if you haven't seen that already, guys. Yeah, um, I definitely think that can be frustrating. Um, But also... Jesus Christ, I just lost my train of thought. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's okay, my friend. Oh, my God. Um, okay, Willie, why don't you, while I grab my train of thought and try to find what I was saying, what did you think about it? Uh, Disney Plus was pretty cool, actually. I remember I watched a few movies, a few TV shows. I watched like the first season of Recess. I watched um, Willow the other night. Willow was my jam. And the funny thing about Willow is I didn't really, I saw Willow in the movie theaters when I was a kid. But I remember being so fucking dark in the movie. So that was like when there's a certain scene in the movie when they get to the castle and Mad Madigan or Mardigan is um, 
fighting the guys by himself. It was so bright. I just remember this, the the castle, the, the the fight scene just being dark. Like I never mm-hmm. noticed it, it was so fucking bright and shit. I was like, wow, HD does a lot. <laughs> and there was another scene where Willow throws a he throws one of the acorns he gets from the wizard at the beginning of the movie. He throws it and drop and misses the uh, the troll. And it turned to stone. It turned the bridge to stone on a certain part of the bridge. It turned to stone. When I remember as a kid, I remember the acorn just falling to the ground and falling through the plank, which was weird because it was like a whole goddamn new movie for me when I saw that. I was I got all excited. My wife's like, "Calm down!" <laughs> like this is a new movie. It's different. But yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff when I've been watching, I watch X Men. Um. What else was on there that I watched? I watched some old, um, some old Mickey Mouse cartoons. First cart, the, the very first thing I watched was old school Steamboat Willie and shit. Because I remember that shit when I was a kid. When I first watched Disney Channel when I was a child, that that was the first cartoon I watched. Steamboat Willie on there. But all all in all, it's worth it. I think the uh, the option to pay for for years great. You know, I think other services need to adopt that. Um. So we can just pay for it and just forget about it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, a lot of the shows on there are very good. Like, it's they have like, man, it's so many shows. I remember as a child, I was like, God damn, they even had this on here, which is insane to me. But yeah, it's, it's I reckon if you don't have it, get it because it's worth it. Because if you got kids, you can just put that shit on and let, you can let them watch that all day long. Oh, you know what I'm really excited to watch? I don't know why I just thought about this. I can actually watch all those Star Wars cartoons I've been missing. Well, yeah, make sure those are not in order because they may not be in order either. And you know what? Yeah, uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, people are complaining that a couple of different series, X-Men included, are uh, out of order once you get to certain seasons. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to be an easy fix for them. They're probably going to fix that within the next month. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not, I mean, I look at it like people complain like a lot. All these, all, like uh, in our comics group, we have we have we have a uh, comics leave comics leave America on Facebook. We I posted an article, um, I think it's by CNET, and they made this made a whole issue of the the X Men cartoon being out of order. That's not really an issue because a lot of that stuff is already online anyway, where you can find the correct order anyway. Because when it was on Fox. Um, the company that was doing the X-Men cartoon got bought out by, I think, Saban, the people that did Power Rangers and shit. Yes. And they yep, produced right. the shows. And the shows were like, when they showed them on TV, they were out of order like shit. Like one week, the animation was one way. And then the next week was a different way. And then the week after was like the way it was traditionally. Tra- traditionally. And then it went back to like the crazy looking anime because they sent it off to Japan to do the episodes. <laughs> Both animations are fine. I just thought it was like crazy how Wolverine looked one way in one episode. The next next episode, he looked like a lot more fluid, like anime like movements and stuff, which was cool at the time as a kid. Like, wow, this is cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's not an issue. Star Star Wars is the same way. Uh, Clone Wars. Sometimes if you when it was on Cartoon Network, the episodes are out of order. So I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna be out of order on Disney. I haven't checked yet, so I can't confirm that or not. Yeah, but did um, you? F- yeah, oh, I go think. Ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask Nick did he figure figure out what he uh what he was gonna say. And nope, as that dog barks, 
That's that dog barking in the background again. <laughs> That's not my dog this time. That's just some <laughs> dog next door, man. Yeah, so we we want to segue into our next topic if you want to, if you can't think of Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, we're going from Disney+. Plus. We're going to just go straight into Mandalorian. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the first episode and then the second episode. Um, let's go ahead. I was thinking about starting with the second, but let's go ahead and start with the first. Let that that makes more sense. Um, so no, let's go out of order, just like that <laughs> I was thinking about it, man. I was thinking about it. Um, so first episode, obviously. Um, so the best part about I think this whole concept that we're about to talk about the whole series right now is that you're going to get myself, um, who is not a Star Wars fan. I've seen the you know classic Star Wars films. I haven't seen any of the new ones, but then you're going to get Sonny, and you're going to get Quinn's opinion on them as Star Wars fans. I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, so, Quinn and Sonny, why don't you go ahead and start us off with what you guys thought, and tell talk about some nods that you saw, or things like that, and then I'll go ahead and uh, chime in. Yeah, so uh, the first yeah, the first ahead. The first episode, because um, I was telling Nick earlier, I thought it, it started off slow. And then I, you know, I sat back, continued to watch it. And I was like, OK, this is supposed to be like a Western. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be like a, a space Western. So I was like, OK, calm down, Willie. It'll, it'll, it'll get better. Not to say it was bad, but I was just like, oh, this is kind of slow. But it's Star Wars. So I don't know why I. I uh, maybe it was just the mood I was in. I just, uh, I just assumed it was gonna be like, pew pew, shoot shoot, die die, bang bang. <laughs> but you know, it was good. I liked it. I liked the build up. Um, very. I'm enjoying the Mandalorian or Mando. Even though I hate that fucking name. That sounds so fucking. Oh, <laughs> Mando. Hey, Mando. Sound <laughs> like a fucking pool boy or some shit. Um. It, just, it, was, it started off well. The reveal at the end, the robot was dope as shit. The, the assassin droid. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Like, he would be on my fucking role-playing team all the time. He would have his double sh- his double pistols shooting everybody and shit was dope. Um, yeah. The reveal at the end was kind of surprising to me. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, where are we going with this? So, Quinn, I guess you can talk about this, the next episode if you want to, or you want to stay on the first one. Uh, I'm going to stay on the first one. Uh, something I'm surprised you didn't mention is uh, the very first scene of uh, the first episode uh, reminded me a lot of um, the first like original Star Wars movie in the cantina about how like, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Han shot first, and then they digitally altered that later. And I, I, that was a really cool scene, and uh, I, I really liked that they kind of injected some humor into this TV show. Because I thought this thing was going to be like very self serious, and I loved the the guy that uh, the Mandalorian ends up capturing at the very at the very beginning, who like thought he was there to save him, and then he was like, "Oh, I have a bounty on my head. That's fantastic." <laughs> and so uh, I, I like all the I you know I like how uh, you know he's using carbonite to freeze people because as far as I know, uh, Boba Fett was the only one that I saw ever do that in Star Wars before this. Um, oh well, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. He actually didn't do it. They went to that planet and they put him in carbonite. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of cool to see him like Cloud, uh, Cloud City. 
Yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it was a lot of, like, subtle things I really liked. I really liked the set right after the Empire's fall. And so, you know, now he's dealing with, uh, I guess, the remnants of the Empire. Right. Um, and so he seems like kind of a desperate person. So he's not like a... He doesn't feel like he's doing this bounty hunting because he likes it more than necessity. Yeah, he has, think, he has to because he's a Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, and I think that's going to play into a lot of the, the future episodes. Uh, right. And I guess once we get to episode two, I can talk a little bit more about what my thoughts for the future of this is going to be. But Nick, I'm going to pass it off to you first. So, um, being a non-Star Wars fan, I want to start off with two fun facts. First one being that um, the Star Wars Cantina band song that they play in there um, was on hit, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on October 1st, 1977. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and then yeah. second, the Cantina band song is also, I don't remember the year, but it was also number one for sex songs. So there's also that. Um, Why? <laughs> I, you got me. I just have no clue. I, but, um. Okay. <laughs> this is sex song. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so, the first episode, um, being not a huge Star Wars fan, I definitely just enjoyed the whole episode. Um, I think, like Sonny said, you know, it was a, it felt very westerny. Um, it was a bit of a slow burn, but I think there were there was obviously a big payoff at the end. But I think during the you know slow burn, there were definitely little points in there that were just like, oh, you got my interest again. Oh, you got my interest again. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. Um, I feel like that it was lacking uh, action. You know, there's, I don't, I know Star Wars is a lot of laser based stuff, but I feel like there should be more hand to hand. I feel like, you know, maybe it was lacking a little bit more physical action for my kind of taste personally. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, definitely love the first episode. I Dude, definitely. That shootout scene, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. It was good. Uh, I definitely will give it that. Overall, you know, not being a huge Star Wars fan, I you honestly don't have to be. That's what I like about The Mandalorian. Like, when I first was going into it and thinking about it, I was like, I'm not really going to know what's going on. You know, I, I'm just going to be completely lost. But I wasn't. You know, there were a couple of small things that I didn't know like when I saw what people are calling baby Yoda, you know, when I saw him, I was like, Oh, it's Yoda when he was young. And then, you know, Quinn was like, no, this is after the whatever fell and all that. So it's after all that. And I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that, you know, but aside from that, (laughs) yeah. Aside from that, I was, was completely caught up. Like I didn't need to see Star Wars for this, and that's what I like. Really, really like about it. 
because it's a completely new take in the same universe. And for people who didn't see the Star Wars movies, they can still sit down and enjoy this series. Right. Like you didn't read, like if you didn't read the books and all that stuff, you can just jump right exactly. in. Exactly. Exactly. Cause, cause he has no established history that we know of yet. Exactly. And I mean, I, I think we can all be honest and say we were hoping for Boba Fett or, you know, something in that range, but, I think it's good that we didn't get Boba Fett. We didn't get a Boba Fett, you know, story or anything like that because we get people who haven't watched Star Wars or don't know the movies who can just sit down, watch The Mandalorian and be like drawn into this universe and then they will go watch the Star Wars movies. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you bring up Boba Fett. I just while I was watching it, I was really curious. I said, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, was this like some of this plot like recycled from there was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie. And then something right. ended up happening and they didn't end up doing that movie. I wonder if some of that got cycled into the show. Maybe. I'm curious. It, yeah. That I feel like Probably, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I was just like, I mean, it's fine if it is. Oh yeah, because you know Boba Fett's dead, so like, no matter. Well, I mean, man, if you wanna... me... Oh god. I would say if you want to go into the expanded universe, which they're not doing, um, then it wouldn't matter because it's the expanding universe. He's a he climbs out of that saw like that. But we're not yeah. doing. They, hopefully, they're not doing it. If he's dead, he's dead. It's cool. I mean, he's cool in the books or whatever. Let's just move right. on from that. Because the Mandalorian races, they some of those characters are fucking awesome. Like if you watch Rebels and shit, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like a lot of those Mandalorian dudes are fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to get uh, started on the show. Yeah, you'll yeah, love let's it. Go, uh, let's um, segue into episode two. Why don't you guys go ahead and kick it off? Same thing. What did you guys think of episode two? Yeah, you can go ahead, brother. You can start it. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I'll take it away. I'll take it away. Um, so, <laughs> episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely um, loved, obviously, it had a lot of everybody's favorite, uh, Baby Yoda. Um, but the main thing that I loved about that and also hated was I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the old guy that he encountered on the planet where he was trying. Oh! To find yeah, <laughs> he was. I have spoken. Yes, I like, love that. Yeah, love that dude. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have spoken. Like, uh, okay, all right, uh, yep. conversation over. I guess. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> right. yep, you did speak. That happened. Cool. <laughs> but, he, legit, um, he legit shut up after he was like I guess I gotta be quiet now That's, <laughs> I gotta respect my elders why, and shit yeah seriously yeah. he was like uh, wise old master I loved it <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but just that whole journey to um, get his parts back and all that I, I feel like it was a little bit of a um what do you call it? Um, a filler episode, but 
you know, it, it was still good to introduce the Ewoks. Is that what it is? Ewoks? No. <laughs> no. Jawas. Jawas. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so you oh, guys Jesus. can tell where I am <laughs> on the Star Wars universe. Uh, so it was good, you know, that he, they introduced he, the Jawas. He knows not what he says. You will forget <laughs> this episode after. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I think <laughs> that, that was the episode a... you're looking for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that that was a definitely a good introduction to more of the uh, movie-based universe and um, what else Star Wars has to offer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I still think it was, I still feel like it was a bit of a filler episode, which is a little off-putting for me, since, considering it was the second episode. Uh, what do you guys think? Alright, here, let me take this away. Alright, no, I don't think it was a filler episode. I think that episode one and episode two was one episode, and then some guy at the office with OCD was like, guys, we have seven episodes. We need to make it an even number. And someone's like, yeah, just, let's just <laughs> cut one and a half. <laughs> Because, like, the first episode was, like, 45 minutes, but the second one was, like, 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I, I get what you're saying. Like, one complete story, like, he's on this planet, this is his mission, he leaves the planet, end of story. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, as much as I think this episode was, was kind of sucked, I guess, because it was short... I think in the grand scheme of the, both those episodes combined, it was really cool because you saw a little more, uh, I guess, morality from the Mandalorian. I really liked that he, he, I think by the end of it, wrestled with what he's going to do with this. We're going to keep calling him Baby Yoda. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think by the time he takes him, uh, takes him back to the Imperialists, I don't know if he is going to have a change of heart. <laughs> It's really making me wonder if he maybe isn't going to just give up this child as easy as someone else who might have uh, came for that baby would. But uh, you know, I, I think it was a, uh, a it, it was a pretty cool episode. Uh, I totally thought the you know the I have spoken guy. I totally thought he was going to join his crew. Uh, I was kind of sad that he didn't, but also in hindsight, looking back, I just. I hope that all the episodes, no matter where he ends up, has these really cool supporting characters. Because the Mandalorian himself has not much to offer in the way of words. So you need to let his surroundings kind of speak for him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, You get what I'm coming from, Sonny, right? Yeah. You know, he he talks, but he's the silent type. Yeah. So you kind of have to have everybody else kind of inform you as to how the story's going forward. Yeah, most, 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 uh, um, uh, we talked the Mandalorian, right? Yes. Yeah, most, most Mandalorians really don't talk. They don't do a lot of talking. Yeah. I mean, because they, 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 they're supposed to be, uh, people of action. So they, they, because they're a warrior race, they really don't talk. Right. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode, and uh, I'm really curious to see what what befalls of uh, you know Baby Yoda. Yeah, funny thing is about um, Baby Yoda, the the race doesn't have a name. George Lucas never gave them a name. No, and that's what that's what threw me off so bad when the first episode came out that there was another of his species. 
because the only other time that we saw another one was what in episode one or two I forget you know it's like they don't really talk about Yoda's species very much because I guess they're not really that noteworthy other than Yoda being you know one of the best Jedis that have ever lived well, they're, apparently their mitochondrion count was like four million or something. So they like all four, their whole race is force sensitive. Well, they uh, they definitely uh, live longer lives than most. Yes, I mean you know a baby at fifty years old is kind of crazy. Yeah, they they always um, they they live because I think Yoda was what about a million or some shit, something weird like that. Yeah, I use a couple thousand years old. Yeah, I mean. You know, he probably saw a lot in his. Well, he saw the whole. Time, yeah, but... he saw the whole Clone War, and then the years yeah. in between all that shit, and then the current time. Yeah, and then it's like it's funny because, like in Star Wars, I Nick, you said you haven't seen uh, the new trilogy. No, I, I, I've seen. Okay. I don't even know up to what episode to be honest, but I haven't okay. seen anything that's come out recently. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean. In, in the Star Wars universe, if you're powerful enough in life, then in death, death isn't really an end for you. Like, Yoda is even in The the Last Jedi. I mean, he comes back to, to give wisdom to, uh, to Rey. And, uh, again, I, I think that's really cool that Star Wars does that. Um, um. But yeah, uh, back to back to the the Mandalorian. Um, I really can't wait. We only have a couple more days uh, as of recording. Recording this on what Tuesday, so yeah, I can't wait till uh, I can't wait for Friday because I want to see. I want to see more, man. I want to see more. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Yoda is nine hundred years old. He died when he was nine hundred. Hmm. Okay, I totally thought he hit over a thousand. He died at nine hundred. Huh. And he was he, he's he's been around since the um the Galactic Republic. Yeah, he's okay. yeah, he's around from the from one of the original wars. When it, when he was a Padawan. Yeah, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I so, never ever ever want to live that long. The, the <laughs> thing that personally got me about all the Star Wars movies that I was just like, you know this is cool, but I'm not going to keep up with it is because they were just thrown and put out out of order. I understand that that was Lucas's thing. Cool, man. Do your thing. Do you, do you know where, do you know where he got that from? Cool, cool piece of history for you. Uh, the Greeks used to do that. They used to do uh, their, their plays out of order. Yeah. I don't think he's Greek. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't care. I, I like. <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> cool fact, Quinn. But I don't care. This is not Greece. This is like ancient times. Like, put your movies in order, bro. All right. Well, I mean, if we're if we're gonna be giving the real reason here, uh, Lucas, what did he? He a divorce or something. I don't know. He he needed money for something, and that's why he came back to Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> let's all be real here. I wouldn't put a pen oh, that either for him. <laughs> uh, he no, doesn't no, need I, money I really now, that's for sure. Oh, fuck. Man. Oh, no. God, no. He's bathing in it after Disney bought his, uh, bought his property. Absolutely. Um, But, I mean, that, Although, that's the... Uh, God. 
I was just going to say, that's the main reason, like, after, you know, God, I, I think Attack of the Clones was the last one I saw. After that, I was wow, just Wow, I'm like, so sorry. I mean, come on, man. That was a good movie. Um, no, to, to, please stop. No, see, if I'm going to tell anybody to watch Star Wars, we're starting at episode three. Like, the first mo- movie is irrelevant. The second movie is sad. You're, you're going to have to name by <laughs> I, names. So, Revenge of the Sith is the one with Darth Maul, Clark. correct? No, Revenge of the Sith is the third movie, which is the rise of Darth Vader. Okay, well, the one with Darth Maul was my favorite. And that's uh, oh, Phantom. So that's that's the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah. And, the, oh. and that is the one that has no bearing on the whole rest of the series. <laughs> that's why it's my favorite. Yeah, it just it it just sets up. Play. It just sets up stuff. A lot of people like it. I mean, it was already at its time. You know. I mean, I'll watch yeah. it if it comes on. I, I mean, I forget what kind of record George Lucas broke. I think it was some kind of digital technology thing. But but. Episode one was the first one to do it. I, I mean, Darth Maul was just whew, my favorite man. Um, uh, if why, if you like Darth Maul, you need to go watch those Clone War episodes. The, the Clone Wars, yeah, yeah, you need to watch those because that's where he comes back. Yeah, I hear that with the weird um, spider legs. Wait, well, first, and the then he gets. Go ahead. I'm sorry. With the guy with the robotic arms. That was Clone Wars, right? Yeah, it's Grievous. Yeah, that guy. Grievous was introduced in um, Gennady. I, I hope I'm saying his name right. Gennady Tarkovsky, the guy that did Samurai Jack. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. The guy that did Samurai Jack. He did his version. Yeah. His Clone Wars was first, and those are canon. Well, I right. think they're canon. I think that they should be canon, but he. Um, General Grievous was introduced in that first, and he was dope as yes. shit because he was yeah. fucking amazing. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Yeah!" yeah. And then we watched the movie. I was like, "Why?" Because <laughs> he, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't cool in the movies and shit. It was just like, "Okay, why is he like this and shit?" Yeah. Here, here was my here was my question that I don't even want you to explain to me. So don't even try. Okay, so General Grievous is a robot, correct? Yes, I think he used to be a. Uh, um, the fuck, what he like? I can't remember what he like used to be. Like one hundred percent robotic. He's right? he's a cyborg. Yeah, he has organic. Okay, he has so organic stuff too. Yes. All right, never mind. The answer to my question. I was gonna say, if he's a robot, then why is he coughing? Right, he has organic <laughs> he's stuff. Lungs, bro. <laughs> yeah, he got except because I think he got damaged. Obi Wan Kenobi damaged him or some shit, and that's why. Because remember, yeah. in the first one, when he first appeared, he didn't have that breathing problem. And then something happened. It must be it's something happened in one of the books, probably. I don't know, but but just being like a moviegoer and not watching the Clone Wars when they came out, and then seeing this character come on screen for the first time, I'm just like, what is his deal? <laughs> like, it was just kind of weird. I didn't I didn't know I needed any kind of background knowledge on the TV show at the time. I mean, now I know, but yeah. Anyway, uh, you guys want to jump to this next uh, next topic of Charlie's Angels? Ugh. Let's do it. Well, I, I didn't mean to say, excuse me, I apologize if anybody's listening. I didn't mean, didn't mean to say, ugh, but, you know. Yeah, let's talk okay. about let's talk, let's talk talk about Charlie's Angels for a moment. So, 
I'll, I'll go ahead and kick this off. Me and Sonny were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, essentially, there is backlash from one of the actresses that the, the director, the director, the director, <laughs> my apologies. Director. Yeah, the director, because she is under the assumption it bombed at the box office because people won't see movies with a uh, female lead. Uh, I 100% disagree. As soon as I read that, as soon as Sonny said that to me, the immediately the first movie I thought of was Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I want to stop you right there. Her also, her counterpoint to people's arguments, which really bothered me, was oh. that uh, was that she was excluding Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman from her statement because she believed that they were only cogs in, in a machine. So, although they were there to watch Wonder Woman, they were only there to watch Wonder Woman because it was the next step towards Justice League, was her words. And with Captain Marvel, it was the next step towards Bullshit. Endgame. And so yeah, I, think that, yeah. I think that's crap. <laughs> but go ahead and continue your statement. No, I definitely agree. Like, no one that specifically saw Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel because that was the next step. Right. I think, in my opinion, the majority of people who saw it were comic book fans, most likely, and they saw it because they like Captain Marvel or they like Wonder Woman. Right, and and I don't want to take away from her statement. She is true in the fact that all that it is a male dominated uh, genre. Not saying that females don't go see it, but it is male dominated. That's fair. But I do, But I don't think that we mm. should be putting this umbrella statement on. You know, just because it's female led, it doesn't do well at the box office. See, the thing is with that when she said that, I'm like. She gotta be doing this for buzzwords or some shit for real. Cause right now, like cause look at us now, we talking about it. You know what I mean? Um she's it's I'm and honestly I'm very surprised at Elizabeth Banks that she even said that. Um the Charlie's Angel franchise has I don't know, it had its good times when you know with the original McGee movies. The first one anyway, because I can't stand the second one. Um but I think oh, like a couple of years ago, they even had a Charlie's Angels pilot that bombed and they didn't want it. They tried to bring Charlie's Angels back to TV and it failed. So that should have been that should have been the gauge that people really wasn't into seeing Charlie's Angels anymore. Yeah, I don't want to take away from the fact that she's really proud of her work and that that's all fine and well. But like, let's let's just say nobody knew this movie was coming out. And they took a poll. Do you think most people would be like, "Oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna see Charlie's Angels again"? You know what I mean? Like, I think we were past anyone even asking for a sequel to Charlie's Angels. I know this is supposed to be like a spiritual sequel, from what I saw in the interview clip that you sent. Um, and so, yeah, I just I don't know if it's a property, male or female, and I. I don't know if Charlie's Angels was anything that people were asking for, honestly. No, honestly, no. I, I, I personally, me, I didn't really. I think after that second one, the second one left a sour taste in my mouth. I was just like, I don't care about this anymore. I and you know, I mean, I, this this goes back to a previous podcast that we had where uh, I feel like we're having this conversation a lot. It's like, like with Terminator as well. Like people were saying, like 
you know, although that movie was well received, but also bombed at the box office. I just don't think people wanted another Terminator, just like I think people didn't want another Charlie's Angels. I think, see, the other thing about that, too, is I think people, I think people would have, um, people would have accepted another Charlie's Angel if it was done better. Uh, From what I understand that I've seen from it, that, you know, Elizabeth Banks, this is her, I want to say this is her second movie. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want nobody to come back and be like, she's done more than one movie. But I think this is her, um, second film that she's directed maybe third and she's not an action person and i know they try to focus on like the comedy or whatever in the movie but from what i heard the scenes like a lot of the action scenes are like not not saying that they're not they're not great like a lot of the fight scenes aren't great and the angels are known for fighting too as well gunplay fighting uh, it's just, I don't know. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guess you gotta well, stick to the comedy. But yeah, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I hope that Hollywood gets the message soon that maybe going back to old properties that were once beloved isn't really your way to go. I mean, other other independent filmmakers like Jordan Peele, for example, um, is showing <clears throat> that like you can make something original and it can be successful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I I don't think it's to the fault of just the name Charlie's Angels, but I mean, the movie didn't get great reviews from what I saw anyway. Right. Um, one of the guys that I like to watch. Uh, John Campia, I think he he put it in like a fifty fifty zone. He was like, "I saw Charlie's Angels. I would tell people to go see it, but at the same time, I would tell them to wait for Redbox because this is a movie that you want to waste your thirteen dollars." Dude, I'm gonna tell you about. I watched that review. You said John Campia. John Campia yeah. said all that shit just because he didn't want to get fucking lambasted. He didn't get skewered by people online. Like a lot of people are tiptoeing around the, you know, the the movie was bad. A lot of people are tiptoeing around it and shit. They they not really saying, you know, oh this is a bad movie because you know the way the, the world we live in now, he would be gone. Yeah, he, he would be gone because I watched it. I'm like, what is he saying? Like, is he saying go see the movie? Is not saying go see the movie? Like, he was just like, yeah, yeah. it was this and this and this. Because Chris Stuckman I mean, did I, it. Chris Stuckman did it too. He when he said something yeah. about it. And he was like, yeah, you know, I give it a C. I'm like, really? You give it a C? Like, C is passing. This movie did not pass. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, I understand y'all trying not to be uh, destroyed in the comments by somebody saying that you hate women or some shit. But, like, you know, let's, right. let's, let's keep it real. If it wasn't good, it wasn't good. Just say it. Because you because right. the, these these two people that I'm saying, in particular, Chris Stuckman and um and uh, Campia. John yeah. John Camp it does. They've 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 destroyed movies before. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I just they just like I'm waiting for, to see if uh what's the other guy we watched too that I'm Jeremy getting tired. Jones. Yeah, I'm waiting for Jeremy John to see if he's gonna do a video. He might not even do a video at all. You know what yeah, I mean? Just not. to just to avoid the whole thing, you know, 
and it's smart. Like sometimes you just gotta avoid shit so you won't get caught up with it because that's what's gonna happen, especially nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's uh go ahead and move on into what we're reading or what we have read this week. Um I think I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off just so I can cut anybody off if they're gonna talk about this. <clears throat> um is gonna be uh the dark multiverse, the blackest night. Um I think Sonny can go ahead and back me up on a couple of things that I say about this. Um it was definitely good. A lot of people from what Sonny was telling me are saying that it is one of the best so far. I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree um, either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't agree. I, I personally, and I don't know what you think about this, Sonny, but I personally think that the Superman one was the best one so far. Mm. Um, the Batman one was Honestly, the Batman one and the Superman are, are pretty close with me. They right. were both really, really good. Um, but this one fell a little bit short. Still was good. But um, it, overall, this series is just, you know, it, it's completely taken on something new and something that I am very excited to see what they do in the next issue every time I see the end of the issue that I'm reading. Um, right. But that's all I have to say about that. Um, Sonny, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about what you've been reading, bud? Uh, so that's the last thing. I read that. I read the um, the Dog and Waterverse. I thought it was cool. Just to piggyback on it, had Pick it back on what you're saying. It had cool yeah. moments. It it you know it really showed Lobo being Lobo. The Lobo I remember as a kid back in the day, just some just like fragging everything. He get a chance to destroy, and he had, you know free reign to do whatever he wanted to do in the book. Um, I mean, Dove being there was cool. Um, what else did I read? I think I read I read um, Ex Excalibur. No, I read Fallen Angels. So I don't know if Quinn read it because I don't know if you have Quinn. I Fallen, have not. Fallen Angels is a, is a, is a, uh, in the same world as the other X Men books, and they all talk about the other books inside the books briefly. Uh, as a moment in the book where the person is Elizabeth Braddock, who used to be known as Psylocke. She was a British woman, a British Caucasian woman, and she was kidnapped by. Uh, Matsuo, I can't remember. He's kidnapped by the hand, and they put her body inside of a ninja assassin's body, and they switch places with each other. So that for a while, Elizabeth Braddock, Captain Britain's uh, sister, she was an Asian ninja assassin with psychic powers, but she was still British for, for like a long time. For a, for a long fucking time, too. Give it take about five. Maybe four, four, five years ago, they, and they switched. They switched places with each other again. I really want to say it was. <laughs> was it during Regenesis or was it during Avengers versus X Men? It was somewhere around that time period. Oh uh, no! It, 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 it I think it was past that too, because they were still doing like she was still running around in X Force for real with her crew. With her crew of X Force. Um, because then she her powers had changed and she was doing katanas and shit too. 
Yeah, I can't remember. But go on. But yeah, so so long story short, she so she's back in her regular body now. She's still a mutant, and she lives with the X Men on Krakoa. So now she's getting these visions of something coming, and she's like, "I have to take care of it because it's a big threat to mutants. It's a, it's a brand new threat. So some other group of humans are doing things to people." Um, and they're making kids like suicide bombs, pretty much. They they got this device on them where they get like super strength or whatever, and they just killing people. And then once they once they uh, continue fighting, they hus they just blow up. Um, so she's doing all that. She made she had to go talk to Magneto. Magneto's like, yeah, you can't leave the island. Xavier's dead. You can't leave. Blah blah blah. Go talk. And she's like, yeah, but I need to do this. And he was like, you know what? Go talk to Sinister. But you just told me not to leave the island. You 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 abuse me. Go talk to Sinister. He'll get you off the island. Because they was in a red alert because all the stuff went down in X-Force. So leave the island, blah, blah, blah. She recruits Cable and X-23 to go find out what's going on with on in Japan. So long story short, they find out what happens. They come back to the island, let them know what's going on. And he was like, look, we need more people. Find out who we, we need more need more people excuse me need more people for this team. Find me more people X twenty three. Let's go. And then it ends, so we don't know who's on the team because the original cover only had three people. So it's a mystery who's going to be on the team now. So that was a pretty good book. Um, I'm still waiting for Excalibur. I read X Men number two was really good because Krakoa and another island are mating with each other. So the island just got bigger. <laughs> So now they're sharing these out. They're sharing the island with like these these monsters now. I don't know. Did you read X Men number two, Quinn? I did. I have so much to say about that book, but I kind of want to wait until I hear other issues. I mean, see other issues. Um, but the way I understood it is that there was another half to Krakoa, right? Which we yeah. actually knew about already, right? And mm-hmm. I forgot about it until I reread through, I think it was Powers of Ken. And they talk about the island and how it went against, was it Apocalypse? Like a long time ago. It's before apocalypse. civilization really gotten itself together. It was Apocalypse and his horsemen. Yes. And I, I, like, I almost forgot about that until like I went back and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But uh, I'm really curious to see what that man is going to do who can summon different creatures. Probably join one of the damn teams. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that is his archetype for, like, Starbrand for his uh, Avengers run. Honestly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely can see that. But, uh, um, yeah, it, that was a good book. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've been reading. Other than that, I've just been reading old stuff lately. Um, I went back and started reading uh, Dark Wolverine again uh, to Ken. I'm hoping that they just um, bring him back somehow. Don't know where yet because they haven't showed him on the island. He should be on the island, but he's not on the island. But anyway, I'm going to pass this off to Quinn so we can wrap this up and have a good night. Go ahead, Quinn. Start up. Yes, and Sonny, I just wanted to let you know we have lost Nick. Yes, uh, that's that's yeah. yes. Um, but uh, okay, so my um, 
my reading list this week um, was a little different. Um, this was more of a catch-up week for me. Um, so two of the things that I read that I absolutely adored um, was first Joker Killer Smile, which, uh, Sonny, I really think that you're going to like this book. So uh, the main character is this guy named Ben Arnell, and he's a doctor at Arkham. And mm-hmm. he's been given two weeks with the Joker because anything more than that could harm the um, the psyche of anyone working with him because, I mean, people get tricked and conned by this guy all the time. Um, so you kind of learn throughout the issue. It's kind of like a psychological horror book. Um, but um, Ben Arnell has some demons of his own that he is taking from work to home. Okay. And so... You know, it's it's like subtle things. Like he's speaking to his wife. He goes to sleep, and then you see him wake back up in the middle of the night, walk downstairs, and then his wife comes down the stairs and goes, "Ben, what are you doing?" And he turns around. And he says, "Oh, sorry, honey. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing down here. Uh, let me go. Let me go back upstairs." And she's like, "Uh, you know, hon, it's like eight a.m. It's time for you to go to work." And he's like what <laughs> so it's like he must he must be like sleepwalking or daydreaming or something and he also had another time where he found a book in his son's room um to read him to go to sleep and this book happened to be handwritten by the joker and he doesn't know how he got his hands on it he doesn't remember taking it from the joker he doesn't remember bringing it home but it's a story about a happy little village of people that live in a place called happyville and then all of a sudden, a new friend comes to play, and he has a magical little toy, follow me on this one, uh, that, uh, that's made of metal, mm-hmm. and it spins around. Okay? And all, all right. of his friends want to know how this toy works, and each one, one by one, comes into this new friend's house, and red starts spilling out of the house. He's, they're all playing with this chainsaw. <laughs> oh my god. And so, um, and so this book is called, uh, Mr. Smiles goes to Happyville or something like that. And so he goes, so at the end of the issue, he goes to confront the Joker because he's very confused about what's happening to him. Um, because now he's coming home with all the psychological damage and crazy stuff. And it's, and the Joker kind of slowly alludes to the fact that maybe this doctor, um, was possibly one of the people that were affected when Joker first appeared with the Joker fish, how he, how he was trying to poison the doctor, the, you know, um, poison the dam and he had the Joker fish. Uh, we're wondering now if this doctor was one of the victims of that in the past. Uh. But it's, it, it, it's a really cool book. Um, it, it's definitely a psychological horror. It is really cool. Uh, and then I'm going to go over the second book quickly. I just read through a book that people keep recommending to me over and over and over, and that is Naomi. Yeah, I gotta, um, I gotta go back and read those. So, uh, so fun random fact before I get started: Naomi's last name is McDuffie. Uh, uh, so they they gave her a little, you know, little homage to Dwayne McDuffie. Um, hmm. But this this book is really cool. Uh, so it's about a little girl who lives in a uh, in a no name town. She's trying to get through uh, trying to get through high school, um, and you know nothing happens in this town. Uh, one day, 
the most exciting thing to happen in this town ever happens in 15 seconds. All they see is Superman slams Mongol to the ground and they both take back off. And so, um, you know, uh, with Naomi being the nosy person that she is, she tries to dig into the town's history to see if anything has ever happened like this before. And she finds out through talking to the townspeople that there was apparently another occurrence much much like this one uh on the exact same day that she was adopted Mm -hmm. and so through the issues you're finding out about basically uh the history of the dc universe kind of has come back to haunt this town and no one's talking about it you find out that her uh her father is a uh is a ran soldier um who was on earth initially to assassinate a Thanagarian soldier that had embedded himself into this town as the town's mechanic, but he ended up falling in love with Earth customs and decided to stay and be peaceful. And so, you know, uh, Naomi's whole life, um, she hasn't known that there's, you know, this this thing that was like a remnant from the Rand-Thanagar War from DC Comics from back in the day, and these two people are keeping an eye on each other. And then that's when someone from the multiverse um, drops his baby basically on their doorstep. And it ends up being Naomi. And mm. so she finds out that she's from a race of people in the multiverse. And she was put there because on this universe, um, how, how was it? It was uh, on her native universe. Uh, the, basically, uh, the ozone layer on their earth had, um, had basically been destroyed. Uh, now everyone thought that this was going to be a hazard to people's health and indeed it was, and it killed thousands of people, but it also somehow granted powers to like 60 different people on this planet. But because of that happening and it was a random 60 people, someone that was about to take the electric chair got the best of all of the powers that were granted and basically had taken over the earth. And so um, he was basically perpetuating war on this planet. Um, and uh, the planet was basically doomed, almost like a Krypton. And so mm. her parents, so her parents uh, knew that they had, they had to drop their child. who was going to be the last remaining person with powers um, into another universe if they were ever to hope for the baby to survive because this uh, the sick individual who had basically pushed the, the earth to uh, extinction uh, was coming after her next. Um, and so that's where the book leaves off for season one. Then season two, we're going to find out um, how that's going to affect everything. So we find out that she has powers and she's found out that her father is a soldier. And so now he is trying to protect her to the best, uh, best of his ability, along with that Thanagarian soldier, too. They're both kind of in on trying to protect this, this girl, Naomi. And I believe she joins Young Justice, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't been reading it. Yeah, um, she's, she appeared in the last issue. Uh, when they finally came home, she appeared. But they, yes. they had, the, the funny thing, they had her on the cover. And when she was on the cover, it was like, oh, yeah, Naomi's going to be in the book. You didn't see Naomi to the end of the book, and it was like the next issue. Like, uh, <laughs> what, f- what kind of shit is but, that? Uh, so yeah, the, the book is beautifully drawn. I, I don't even know who does it, but uh, I, I was really taken aback by the art. 
Uh, I like that they're, they're introducing a new planet from the multiverse um, that we haven't already previously explored and kind of gives her uh, her own kind of set of powers. Uh, the way her powers activate is that as a baby, um, wrapped in her blanket was this like cube. And so when she touched this cube, uh, it had a hologram message from her mother or her, you know, her native mother about what had happened to this planet, along with the potential of unlocking these powers that she was al- already born into. So uh, mm-hmm. I- I'm really excited to see where it goes. I have one more issue to uh, to read, um, but it- it's just been really interesting. It's not a it's not an action packed book, um, other than the last two issues, I believe. Um, but it, it's a really interesting one. And I really like that Brian Bendis really likes to do character driven stories, kind of like how he did Jessica Jones for Marvel back in the day. That's what this book kind of reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I guess we well, can uh, end it there. Yeah, we can end it there. Um, be on the lookout for us, uh, Commerce Collective. You can follow us at on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at Commerce Collecti, that's C O M I C C O L L E C T I 3. Or you can check us out on Facebook and our Facebook, well, one of our Facebook groups is Collected to Commerce Collective. Um, Comics League of America, we talk about all types of uh, pop culture references there, like movies, TV shows, whatever, what have you. Um, so I'm going to say good night. Quinn, anything that you want to say before we leave? Uh, yes, I'm very excited for the the deaths. I think it's called the Many Deaths of Vic Sage. Uh, it's a question uh, black label book. Go check it out on your comic book store. Nice, cool, lovely. Anything with the question is cool. All right, so we're gonna say good night. This is Sunny and this is Quinn. Signing we off. We out. Peace. <laughs>